0: Solemnly swear that I am up to no good. Messrs. Mooney, Wormtail, Padfoot,
1: and Prongs are proud to present the Marauder's map.
0: If so you succeed tonight, more than one innocent life may be spared. <laughs> Expecto Patronum!
1: Hey everyone, welcome to Hogwarts, a podcast. I'm your host, Dan, and we're back again with Chapter 3, The Night Bus. We have Molly here.
0: Hello, everybody.
1: I did want to get your opinion before we dive into Chapter 3. I wanted to kind of go back to Chapter 2, because I'm sure you have a lot of thoughts on a certain character who was the focal point of that chapter.
0: Yeah, Aunt Marge. She is the worst. The absolute worst. Um... I mean that that whole entire scene and chapter with her just like makes my blood boil thinking about just uh, what a yeah <laughs> what a mean person she is and putting that nicely
1: <laughs> yeah. uh, I I called you out when we were talking about it too about how uh, you know amongst all of the descriptions the quotes. Uh, and then hers, you know, saying that you know she drowned a puppy of the you know, like the runt of the litter. I'm like, oh, Molly's not going to like that.
0: Nope, didn't like that at all. No, no.
1: So uh, yeah, this well, these two chapters, Molly's going to be on the next chapter as well. These two chapters are much more uplifting. Yes. Than the Aunt Marge chapter, there's a lot more fun, kind of uh, weird, crazy, your typical Harry Potter type of chapters uh, where it's a lot of cool magic that Harry's experiencing and that we're experiencing for the first time. So, and there's no better example than the night bus. So we meet Harry in this chapter as he's left the Dursleys and he's just now as anger is subsiding in him, realizing like, what am I going to do? I don't really have any muggle money. Mm-hmm. I have a trunk full of wizard stuff. Uh, he does have his, room and he does have his invisibility cloak so he starts thinking like oh well maybe I can you know perform a charm on my luggage because what does that matter anymore and fly to London so he starts really thinking about like oh man I'm in a really tough spot right now and then he thinks he hears something behind him and he looks and you know when he does Lumos and light up the alleyway He sees this like massive, hulking, like black dog like thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not Odin. Um, But (laughs) uh, in the alleyway, and he kind of gets knocked back, slips back, and his wand kind of goes into the street or whatever. And this, I, I think they call it like violently purple bus, appears. Yeah. And we meet the night bus for the first time. Yeah. You do, and the the people working the night bus are Stan Shunpike and Ernie Prang.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Stan, every I think every Harry Potter fan pretty knows pretty well, but Ernie Prang is a good trivia question somewhere yes. in there. Yeah, uh, that's a little bit of a deeper dive, but I just think it's the the idea of the night bus in general, because Stan kind of explains it a little bit, is such a cool idea. Oh yeah. To just appear to any stranded witch or wizard, mm-hmm. wherever, as long as it's on land.
0: Mm-hmm. It's very cool. Like, just the idea, like, if you're in a pinch, you know, this night bus will show up and you can go somewhere. It's pretty awesome. So,
1: I assume they mean it's just like England and Scotland, right? Like, and Wales. Like, it's just like that island, right? Yeah. Because you can't, like. Yeah. So it's it I just like <laughs> it does make me wonder though about the the magic of it because are they like teleporting? They're not strictly driving, clearly.
0: No. I yeah, it's kind of like but that's kind of like what I love about it is it's just so chaotic, like you don't really know what the heck is going on. Yeah. You know,
1: <clears throat> the magic in it is very different from anything that we've seen so far through two books right and not just like obviously the mechanics of the night bus but you walk inside Mm -hmm. and immediately harry notices the difference between what the night bus is and a regular bus because there's beds instead of seats yeah and i think the movie does a good job of showing you like what the chaoticness Mm -hmm. of that could be i don't know if that's the case here because it seems like it's much more stable
0: Yeah. Than yeah. what the movie portrays it as? Yeah. I hated it in the movie. Did you? Oh, I really hated it in the movie. What did you hate about it? Well, oh, First off, like the little dude, like the, take it away, Ard.
1: Oh, the Jamaican head? Yeah, that, I didn't yeah. like that. And I didn't like that either at all.
0: I hated that. So I don't know if that just like put a sour taste in my mouth, like right from the start. Wow, you and Hannah
1: have very similar thoughts on that.
0: Yeah, but overall... Uh, I just hated that scene in the movie. In the book, love it. Love everything about it. Interesting. I, yeah.
1: I didn't have uh, as aggressively <laughs> a take on it. I, It was okay. It was an okay scene. Yeah. I was happy that they at least had the scene in there. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how you can really do this movie without it, but yeah. it's not like they haven't cut other things out of other movies before, yeah. so. Yeah.
0: I just think that they made, too, like, Stan look so creepy in the movie i thought he looked creepy in the movie and then like they didn't say like ernie didn't even really say anything no right
1: they did get his appearance down
0: though well they did that
1: like owl like yeah kind of appearance like the but yeah he didn't say much
0: coke bottle glasses Mm -hmm. yeah like someone you would expect like the last person you would expect to be driving a bus (laughs) yes exactly (laughs) does
1: is he part of this
0: magic of it in some way i wonder
1: Also, how does time work on the bus? Yeah. Like, are they just picking up stranded witches and wizards, like, Mm
0: 24-7?
1: Do they have time to just take a break? Is this just strictly a night thing? Like, I I don't know, like...
0: How that works. How the
1: timing of the bus works. Also, you're getting, again, you could be teleporting of some sort, but going from, like, London to Wales to, like, some, some other place. Right. Could take a good amount of time. <laughs> so there is that.
0: Yeah. Also, too, um, I want to know, like, if there's, like, a take a number quality to it. Like, who? how do you decide who gets dropped off first? Or, you know, because if it's all over the place, are they going by, like, who they picked up first? Or
1: are you closest to, like, did they just happen to be in this right. part of the country?
0: Right. Because it seems silly, like, if you're this close to this place, but then, oh, no, we're going to travel way over to the other side of the country. Mm -hmm. So that'd be interesting to know.
1: And then how many people do you think they pick up by accident? Because obviously, Harry was Mm. not intending for this. Yeah. So if you just, like, raise up your wand on the street, (laughs) like, are you calling (laughs) the night bus? Like, Is it that simple of a mechanism? Or can the magic of the bus figure out, like oh, no, this witch or wizard is alone, specifically,
0: mm-hmm. they
1: might need help. I don't know. Yeah. A lot of questions about the night bus, which don't get answered, so... <laughs>
0: All I know is that I'm sold on getting the bigger package just by being able to pick the color of my toothbrush. They
1: do offer you a nice, like, upgraded package. Right. They they offer you a nice upgrade with, like, hot chocolate. Yeah. And then the secondary package, which offers the toothbrush. Yes. Uh, And a hot water bottle. And, yeah. Yeah. So do you pay for the nice buses basically, like coach business class first class is that how we're doing night bus maybe maybe it doesn't seem like terribly expensive i mean 11 11 sickles and i'm yeah Yeah. uh what
0: 13 Uh, and 15 respectively 15 you get hot chocolate no 13 sorry accidentally
1: Well, Stan has a very unique way. Dialect. Yeah. Yeah. His quotes, you almost have to read twice to be like, what does he say? Yeah. (laughs)
0: 13 and 15. Yeah. My eyes read that. I did that like.
1: I did it too. When I first read it, I was like 15, 15. 15? Wait, that can't be right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I also liked how they kind of explained how even though Ernie is maybe, like you said, not the best person to be driving anything. Yeah. The magic of this is things get out of its way.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Garbage cans, trees, Mm -hmm. a whole farmhouse, they said, moved out of the way. Right. And then Stan, I think, just kind of brushes all of Harry's questions off with, like, yeah, but muggles don't really notice anything, do they?
0: Right. I thought that was really interesting. Yeah.
1: Like, how in the world do you not notice a whole farmhouse moving out of the way? Like, you have to be particularly, like... (laughs) Anyway. Yeah. But um, on the night bus ride, we get our first mention of Sirius Black. We do. And it's also the first mention of the title of this
0: book. Yeah.
1: He he is the prisoner of Azkaban. Yeah. Which they also tell us that no one has ever escaped Azkaban before. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of a big deal. And it's also a big deal because of what he's accused of doing, which is insanely substantial uh, yeah. killed 13 people with one spell
0: pretty crazy
1: I'm assuming I mean they, they get into it a little bit later but I'm assuming he literally just blew up like a half city block yeah like there's not one specific spell he used that happened to kill 13 it's like he casted a spell and it did collateral damage right around it um, but that is that's a big number yeah And then I'm sure you appreciated as the you're getting more and more into the whole um, Annie Oakley lifestyle yourself. (laughs)
0: Yes, (laughs) I'm sure you. You could say that (laughs) you
1: enjoyed the guns are just metal
0: wands. Yeah, yeah. Um, Interesting comment for sure. Because while I am an Annie Oakley. Being an Annie Oakley and becoming an Annie Oakley, you have to have a certain kind of respect for the things that you're handling. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, that exists, too, in the wizarding wizarding world.
1: (laughs) I just encourage you, next time you go to the range... Or you're out hunting. Please don't flourish the gun, saying "spell yarmus" or something oh like that.
0: Definitely not. Definitely not. There is a, a lot of respect to handling. So, yeah. Now I
1: just have that image in my head of you doing that. Right. Um, but anyway. <laughs>
0: so. No. No flagging of people. No shooting. <laughs> things I can't see beyond.
1: <laughs> oh man. So. Yeah. Eventually, Harry comes to a stop after everybody else has left the night bus, and it's just him, Stan, and Ernie. He finally makes his way to London, and someone there is already waiting for him. You have the Minister of Magic <laughs> greeting Harry after Harry's, like, just spending his last <laughs> few moments being like, All right, I get to do this, and then I could, you know, fill up at Green Gots, and then I could just disappear.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that lasted all of, like, 30 seconds before Fudge... Um, Taps him on the shoulder. And you have this interaction between Harry and Fudge, which I think is really, really interesting. Yeah. And I kind of want to delve a little bit more into it in the spoiler section. Just, uh, you know, as far as Fudge's role and everything. Yeah. But they get into this whole discussion about Fudge just basically brushing this away. Being like, oh, no, no, no. We had people from the accidental magic reversal department. Yeah. Yeah. Just stop by and they, they punctured her is what they said. Right? <laughs> Which, I just wanted to know what that was like.
0: Oh, I have, like, a very, like, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, like, image yes, in my head. I could
1: definitely see Like, that.
0: them rolling Aunt Marge, and then, like, hmm, how do we fix this? Well, she looks like a balloon, so... If they think... bring
1: house elves with her, those could be the Oompa Loompas.
0: Ooh, yeah. Yeah, they could just... <laughs> <laughs> I like this. Singing a song. yeah they... <laughs> <Oom. laughs> <laughs> you must
1: sing while we do this. Um, no, I just imagine they like poked her with the wand. And yeah. Just kind of like. Right. But uh, I love the idea of an accidental magic reversal department. I'm imagining they're most frequently used in the 11 uh, year old and younger kind of oh, list sure. where kids don't necessarily even know what they're doing yeah. on a frequent basis. But uh, yeah, Fudge just essentially waves everything off. and It's like, no, you're fine. This is mm-hmm. totally fine. We're just happy. We found you. Why did you do that? Why did you run off?
0: Yeah.
1: And Harry's trying to explain to him like, <laughs> dude, the Dursleys are like awful. I don't want to go back there. Yeah. Um, Fudge is not not really picking up on those signs or or details. So
0: Definitely not.
1: Um, But it is kind of an interesting, and Harry points it out himself. In this chapter of like, hey, last year um, or yeah, last year I got a letter from the ministry saying, like, I will be expelled for something other than me doing the magic just in my vicinity. Right. And now I do do something way worse than throwing a cake on somebody. And I'm totally like, cool, not a penalty of any sort. Yeah, and Fudge got really uncomfortable with it. Um, that interaction, even though it's only like a paragraph long or so, is really interesting and really telling as to what Fudge, who Fudge is as a person and who he is as a minister of magic. Mm-hmm. Uh, which again, we can get more into in the spoilers, but
0: yeah,
1: it just kind of jumped out to me. I really liked the interaction between Harry and Fudge.
0: Yeah, I also really liked too when. Um... Like he got off the bus uh, when Harry got off the bus, and he was like, "Oh, I know Fudge because, hey, the book we just finished. <laughs> <laughs> I was under an invisibility cloak when I saw him." Yeah.
1: Last. So is in this awkward situation of like, <laughs> Fudge being like, "Harry, I'm Cornelius Fudge. I'm the Minister of Magic," and Harry's like, "Oh, <laughs> right. This is cool to meet you. Right. Uh, that kind of like fake." Yeah. Meeting someone for the first time kind of feeling. Right. Um Harry played it very well. Yes. Very smooth. Yes. Uh Harry is very with it for a 13 year old in those kind of respects. Yes. <laughs> and then and then Fudge is like, uh yeah, you can hang out at the leaky cauldron here and you can go into Diagon Alley, just don't go back into the the Muggle world. And mm-hmm. Harry's like I can do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sold. <laughs> like, don't have to tell me twice. Right. Um, but yeah, it was just kind of an interesting uh meeting with Harry and Fudge that I really, really liked. Yeah.
0: Also, too, going back, sorry, um, mm-hmm. to the beginning of the book, or not book, beginning of the chapter, when Harry's like, Oh my gosh, like what am I gonna do? Like, He did come up with some of his second year dumb and first year stupid, like they're. You gotta come up with (laughs) a new third year phrase. Right? (laughs) So. How can I do this for seven books? I gotta keep coming up with them. (laughs) Right? So, but he didn't have to act on it. So, but. No, yeah. I did think about that when I was rereading it.
1: He put himself in quite the predicament early in this chapter, but. Honestly, like I was saying in the in the last uh, episode, I I can't blame him for how he reacted in that moment with Marge. Now Molly, you've just given me homework because now I got to figure up a third year I know phrase for Harry. I uh, know. I got time before he does something truly stupid. It right. will come, I'm sure.
0: Right. <laughs> but we'll, <laughs> we'll figure it out. Right. Uh,
1: anyway, well, we'll probably end it here. And we will get into the spoiler section, where Molly will talk about Secrets of Dumbledore, because this is the first episode that she's on since watching it.
0: Yep.
1: Got a non-spoiler, like, yes, no, liked it, hated it?
0: Um, not my favorite.
1: Not her favorite. We'll get into more why in the spoiler <laughs> section. Come on back.
0: You, you foul, loathed, them evil little cockroach!
1: All right, so we're back with the spoiler section. And uh, before we get to Molly's thoughts of Secrets of Dumbledore, um, I just kind of wanted to follow up on that Harry and Fudge conversation because it. this is really the beginning of Harry seeing what the Ministry of Magic is
0: mm-hmm.
1: and what it's like with Fudge as its leader. There's a lot of of duplicity in it there's a lot of them saying one thing and doing another or changing policies f- very flippantly like whenever they seem to want to and this is kind of harry's first experience with it and obviously he pointed out the injustice of the letter the f- first time in chamber of secrets to blowing up his aunt mm-hmm. in prisoner of azkaban and then we go to him having to use a Patronus charm in in um, Order of the Phoenix, and all three situations are handled vastly differently.
0: Very differently.
1: Like just polar reactions <laughs> mm-hmm. from from the Ministry and from Fudge, and fudge This is the first time Fudge is meeting Harry, and even Fudge's. Reactions to Harry or his interpretations of Harry, just very wildly throughout these books. So this being like kind of that first inter true interaction between the two, is one of those I guess um, kind of moments in the series where you just kind of put like a little <laughs> mark next to, and then you try to track it throughout the rest of the series. <laughs> And you wouldn't think so because it's like, ah, oh, it's like a little fireside chat between the two of them. But there's yeah. a lot more layer there than I think people probably ever think about.
0: It's uh, politics and politicians being political.
1: Shocking. I know, right? You're right? I know.
0: Right?
1: <laughs> Fudge is the stereotypical politician. Oh, 100%. Like wherever the wind blows is which direction he goes in. He has no firm stances on anything. No. And. It, which there's a lot there's a lot to fudge, and there's a lot <laughs> to fudge in his interactions with everything in Harry's world. He, him and Dumbledore have a very complicated relationship yes which
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: might stem from um an action that happened in the Secrets of Dumbledore movie where uh the chillin bows to Dumbledore essentially marking him as, like, a worthy ruler, for lack of a better word. Yeah. Um, Which everybody saw. Everybody around the world saw that moment. Yes. And maybe Fudge, um, as a young man or a boy, or I don't know how old he would probably be at this point, but probably saw that moment and was like,
0: huh. (laughs) Yeah, catalog that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't think Fudge is an idiot. I think he's just... Like you said, he's a politician.
0: He's a politician, for sure. No, I don't think he's an evil person. It's just I think he's thinking, as I think most politicians would, how will this benefit me? Right. How can so. I save
1: my own standing, my own position? How can I keep being in the limelight Yeah. with his lime green bowler hat? Yes.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Without too much heat on him. Yeah. Uh, and he gets some heat. From the International Federation of Warlocks. And when I read that, they gave him problems for going to the, the Muggle Prime Minister
0: mm-hmm.
1: and telling them about Sirius Black. Because, in their view, that would threaten the statute of secrecy if you're now saying, like, hey, by the way, there's this murdering wizard on the loose. Oh, by okay. the way, wizards, I don't know how what relationship they have. Mm-hmm. We don't really know of it until, like, now. Yeah, but um, the International Federation of Warlocks made me think: Is that what we saw in Secrets of Dumbledore?
0: I think so. I don't know. I it was, I was so confused.
1: <laughs> I I think I've I looked it up. And there was some things about the movie that mentioned, like, the International Confederation of Wizards. Mm. So there's some different terminology, confederation instead of federation, and wizards instead of warlocks. But I'm going to assume they're the same thing, or Should their I... acting is the same thing.
0: Yeah, maybe they've gone through some name changes. Maybe. <laughs> maybe that's it. <laughs> they wanted
1: to be more threatening, so they went with warlocks. Right. And yeah, maybe. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. But, yeah, so International Federation of Warlocks kind of scolds Fudge for going to the Muggle Prime Minister. Um, but with that connection, I guess now nah, we'll start off with, what were your thoughts of Secrets of Dumbledore?
0: Oh, well, my first thought, and I told Dan this when I, I told you this. when. Yeah, we saw it together. When we yeah. finished was, the poor little chillin'. I'm there for the magical creatures. Maybe it's the shocking. Huffle. I know, right? Maybe it's the Hufflepuff in me. Um, what about
1: Fantastic Beasts <laughs> and the Secrets of Dumbledore makes you think there's Fantastic Beasts in the movie?
0: Right, exactly. Um, but yeah, I feel like I'm still di- digesting a lot of it because it very much reminded me of like a Dickens novel where like there were just so many characters characters and situations that just were thrown on you and you're trying to figure out who the heck is who and these people are not important and all that. Um, I mean, there were things I liked. There were things I didn't like. Mostly didn't like, (laughs) unfortunately. What were some of the things you did like? Some of the things I did like. um, Other than the chillin'. The chillin'. The creatures. The little crabby...
1: Oh, you did you yeah, you did love Newt's yeah. crab dance. The oh. the swivel.
0: Yes, the swivel. Molly like the, enjoyed the swivel. The crab scorpion things. I I don't know what those were called, but they were cool.
1: They they were very cool. Yeah.
0: Um I'm a big fan of Jacob, so Yeah. You know.
1: I think Jacob's probably one of the more redeeming parts of these movies from movie to movie. Yeah. I think he's really good.
0: I really wish that they could have kept the chemistry between newt and jacob like and had the main focus be like it was in the first one
1: yeah they were split up for a good portion of the yeah the movie
0: yeah um oh man
1: i know you had some thoughts on queenie because we were talking a little bit before and uh, i know you thought anna's comment uh about queenie and snape having similar backgrounds was interesting.
0: Now, I agree. I will say this. I agree with you, Dan. I was kind of, like, perturbed, maybe? I don't know. That, like, Queenie got her happy ending. Mm -hmm. After, like, yeah, no, I'm just going to go hang out with this really dark wizard and screw you guys. Um, But I agree with Anna, like, to a certain degree. Like, Queenie did exactly what Snape did. Um, they're similar in terms of, like, being a little legitimate, um, you know, I always had a very hard time with Snape getting this, like, huge redemptive, like, following. Like, I understand what he did and that it was good, but, like, he was just so mean. So mean.
1: You and Anna put me in such situations where I am forced <laughs> to defend Snape. Um, I have two thoughts on that. First of all, I don't disagree with either you or Anna. Yeah, I-, I think it's a very apt comparison. I think it makes a lot of sense. And it should be noted mm-hmm. that, yes, they do have very similar backgrounds and being courted by dark wizards, mm-hmm. doing some... Uh, Not so wholesome activities Mm -hmm. for these dark wizards being, you know, whatever. If Snape, we don't really know exactly a lot of what Snape particularly did for Voldy, but it wasn't anything good. We know that we do know a little bit more about Queenie's role for Grindelwald, which again, not good. Right. I guess my thought is the difference there is with Snape, we have books worth of material for him to show that redemption arc
0: fair whether enough.
1: you buy that redemption arc or not mm-hmm. that's a whole other thing
0: fair enough but we
1: have books and we have material that show like he tried or he did something positive or he did something good to earn a little bit of a redemption mm-hmm. queenie did nothing yeah which it's just a fault of the, the movie, yeah, I, I that's my only thing. Right, is I don't think you guys are wrong that you should compare her to Snape. It's just Snape had material, yeah. <laughs> to, to fall back on, and right. Queenie doesn't have any material right. to fall back on.
0: Well, I feel like that's probably the most difficult thing with the last two movies. So, um, the Crimes of Grindelwald and um, you know Secrets of Dumbledore is that it's presented as stuff you should know or you should have a background on this character but you don't so you're struggling I think a lot of the times with the characters that they you know give you in the movies to be like okay I don't really know how I should feel about this because I don't really know enough about this person sure. I, I don't have background material but
1: it's like if you have Deathly Hallows yeah and you have The scene in the Great Hall where McGonagall fights off Snape and he flies through the window, right? Right. And then you skip the portion (laughs) of him diving into Snape's memories. Right. You forget that completely. Mm -hmm. Just edit that out. And then you skip to the epilogue and Harry's like, I'm going to name you Albus Severus for the two bravest men. You're like, wait a minute. Did I miss something?
0: Exactly. <laughs> like,
1: that's what you're doing with Queenie. And that's the only thing that I. Yeah. Neither of you are wrong. And you're very, very right. Yeah. It's just the difference is Snape has his moments. Right. Queenie doesn't. Right. And it's like, why are we
0: yeah. so happy?
1: I don't, yeah. I don't get it.
0: I do very much enjoy in these movies, though, so getting to see the Different wizard worlds in the different countries. Oh yeah, that is very mm-hmm. cool. I love being able to see that.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, like, I wish we could spend more time in them.
0: Yeah, like it really did, like make like the hair on the back of my neck stand up. Like when we were in Ger, like mm-hmm. when they went to Germany, and it was so utilitarian yeah. and this very much with the times and what was going on then. Like, like that definitely you know, at least from the movie standpoint, made me feel something. I was like, ooh, this is, this is dark. This feels dark. So um, I do think that, you know, this movie did a good job with that, um, with the cinematography and stuff making you feel a certain way. But
1: we talked a, a little bit about it. Um, you know, me and Anna wanting to see what like Egyptian wizards were like. Yeah. Or are like. Yeah and because of the cool magic that they seem to put on a lot of their uh, pyramids and tombs and stuff like that but you could expand that out to like santos everybody seems to love santos in this movie Mm -hmm. and you see when she's officially selected you know brazil goes crazy i would love to see brazilian magic right i think that'd be really really cool
0: right even with that sad dan like because of the movies and how many characters there were. Like, even when you said Santos for a second... You had to think like, about it until I, I mentioned like, wait, huh? Who? <laughs> who again?
1: Yeah, and she's barely in the movie yet, but right, getting the chillin' to... That's a whole conversation, is, like, who the chillin' should and should not have bowed to is a whole conversation.
0: Yeah. I will say this, though. Like, I'm gonna come to the defense of Dumbledore. Like because we have that whole discussion of who is worse, right? Voldy or, you know... um, Grindelwald. Grindelwald. Um, I think, which, you know, you can see this with, like, cult leaders and everything. I think Grindelwald got Dumbledore at a very vulnerable time when they were young. Mm -hmm. I think that, you know... Yeah, he was probably always a dangerous, conniving person for sure, but I also think too that Dumbledore was at a very vulnerable point and a very still young person when they were hanging out, so I could, I could defend Dumbledore a little bit more for his actions and falling for this, you know, sure, this, uh, utopia, I guess that you know grindelwald was presenting to him
1: here's a question i forgot to ask anna when we were talking about that very topic so i'll pose it to you yeah um dumbledore it's fair to say viewed grindelwald as an equal of sorts
0: Mm -hmm.
1: is it fair to say that he never viewed tom riddle the same
0: Ooh, that's a good question I, I mean, there,
1: there's layers to that, because obviously, he like you just said, he grew up with Grindelwald. So they were roughly the same age. They had the right. same level of intelligence. So viewed as equals. Yeah. Whereas he's taught Tom Riddle.
0: I think that he's... Ooh, I think he sees him as a equal. But, I mean, is a powerful wizard. He's sure. a very powerful wizard. Absolutely. I think the thing that Dumbledore probably holds close to his chest is his experience. Okay. And his knowledge of there are other forms of magic besides what's in books and, you know, kind of how boldly we'll forget, like, oh, should have thought about the fact that Lily died for Harry you know mm-hmm. so i think in that like that sense
1: like i i think all three of those wizards dumbledore grindwald and and voldy they've all pushed the boundaries of magic yes forward mm-hmm. um for better for worse and that just goes for dumbledore too <laughs> for better yeah. for worse he's pushed magic to its limits but i don't know, i just feel like even though he acknowledges voldy is powerful Mm -hmm. he called him the most brilliant student to ever come through hogwarts which i guess includes dumbledore himself yeah i don't know i just i just get the feeling like he respects the power and the talent Mm -hmm. and the brilliance but i don't know i just don't see the connection of like you and me are equal. The mm-hmm. way I see, like... Because Tom Riddle and Grindwald are both... Horrible.
0: Yeah. <laughs> horrible
1: people. Oh, absolutely. But for some reason, you know, Dumbledore just kind of glosses over some of Grindelwald's. Or it seems that way. I should say it seems that way. Kind of glosses past it. I don't know.
0: Yeah. I'm
1: not probably... I'm not... uh you know, communicating it well enough. But no. I, don't
0: know. I I just think all three, like, they're equal yet different. Okay. Um, I think, you know, obviously it's just it's based upon motives. Um I think that's why I've struggled too so hard to pick whether or not like Voldy or Grindelwald which one is worse than the other. Um I think Voldy actually got a chance to act on it. And you know, kill the millions amount well, not millions, but you know, the thousands of wizards that he did. Um, and he does it without feeling. You get a hint of that too with Grindelwald when he like just takes away, um. I can't. I can't remember all these people's names. Uh, Ver... Oh, the those
1: Leta Little Strange brother.
0: When he like takes that memory of her, like that's, that's like gut wrenching.
1: That's insanely dark magic. Like yeah. that's well, it's not even dark magic. It's just it is, but it's just the uh,
0: the action is dark.
1: And how he just so flippantly did it. Yeah. And he just does it, and then just right, uh, like smoothes it away. So yeah. that it just doesn't exist anymore. He doesn't put in a vial or anything mm-hmm. like that. He's just like, it's gone. It's gone now. And he just like, don't you feel better now? <laughs> like, let's go about her. Like, yeah, it, it's a level of darkness within him that he masks over very well. Cause he has that handsome, charming face that everybody looks at and wants to elect. Right. And you take that like charming mask off and there is a, Horrible dark human being under underneath it.
0: Right.
1: Um so anyway, yeah, it, it just it was an interesting kind of question I threw out there. Grindy or Grindy or Voldy?
0: Ooh, I like Grindy. <laughs> and ah! uh, and um, Ooh, I love it.
1: It's interesting to get all of our opinions on it, yes. Yeah but we posed the question on Twitter and Instagram. I believe Instagram, the poll tied 5050. And I think Instagram, it was like sixty three forty seven, mm-hmm. maybe even closer than that. Yeah. It was like a one or two vote. It was closer than that. Yeah. So it, it was really, really interesting to kind of see. I thought it'd be hard voldy because most people are like yeah. so
0: yeah
1: core series centric. Right. Uh, but I think this all this information now that you're getting about Grindelwald is like, Oh, this dude was... Not good. No.
0: Yeah. I think, too, like, Voldy turned into a physical representation of what the dark magic can do. You know? And had he stayed more like Tom Riddle, I think he probably would have been a little bit more like Grindy. I'm totally calling him Grindy now. (laughs) It's done. (laughs) Voldy and Grindy. (laughs) Um,
1: Yeah, I... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and we talked a little bit about it before, um, about how if Tom Riddle hadn't gone down the path of like Horcrux immortality, yeah, and you know took pieces of himself away, yeah, would he have taken the more social populist political route to right. his power? Because um, even though he does, he does have the Ministry in his pocket by the end of it,
0: right? He's
1: still in the shadows. Yeah. Like he's pulling strings. We're, he doesn't even necessarily do the imperious curses on some of the people in the right. industry. It's all of like, you know, the late Yaxleys of the right. world or whoever pulling those strings. So I don't know. It's just two very different types of dark wizards.
0: I think Grindy enjoys the politics where Voldy does not.
1: I think Voldy likes fear And oh, yeah, and Grindelwald likes mm, Voldy, likes mass fear, and that's how he wants to rule.
0: Yeah,
1: whereas Grindy wants mass, um, adoration, like he just wants to convince everybody to love him, which he's very good at. Yeah, um, so it's just two different styles about going about it.
0: Yeah, I think, and I think either one
1: could have done either way. Yeah, if they were, so, you know, to choose it, but
0: yeah,
1: it's interesting. I I think as we get further into Volde's uh, resurgence here, it's kind of interesting to look back now that we have way more information on Grindelwald than we ever did. Yeah, and again, whether we like it or not, all of these movies are canon. <laughs> so. Yep. <laughs> And on that note, (laughs) we'll probably end it here. Uh, We are coming back. Molly's coming back for the next episode, uh, which is Chapter 4, The Leaky Cauldron. So please join us for that. And like we just said, we have polls on our Twitter and on our Instagram. So check them out. Interact. Leave some comments. Let us know what you think. And, um, yeah, obviously we're very active on it. So leave us a comment. We'll probably comment back. And, yeah, it's a fun time. So for Dan and Molly, Bye. thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to Hogwarts, a podcast. If you like what you've heard, please click the subscribe button on your preferred podcasting app and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at pod.